The Joe Mays and J-Rap Show is brought to you in part by Mays Sandwich Shop, serving delicious hometown favorites to the West Lawn community since 1947. Presents Tangents with Friends. Your source for pop culture. Geek News. Movies and television. Anything else? But no sports. And now here are your hosts, Joe Mays and friends. Welcome back to Tangents with Friends. Here we are back about three and a half months after our last show where we got to discuss the rise of Skywalker, uh, the latest in the Star Wars series. And I'm sure we're going to talk a little bit about Star Wars here this late afternoon in early April, Um, because really, what else is there to do right now than to podcast? And uh, to do that, I can't do that alone. I don't like to do that alone. So joining me this evening are the Barrenshausen's brothers, Brian and Brent. Hey, guys. How's it going? Hey, great to be here. All right. Somebody so, moving around, like uh, jostling and opening a door or something like that? Not that I'm aware of. That's weird. I'm hearing like all this extra sound for some reason. But anyway. Well, if uh, uh, something strange is in your neighborhood, you know who to call. <laughs> Yeah, I think there's like some spook specter or ghost that's trying to get into my AirPods. <laughs> so, why don't we uh, transition away from all the Star Wars stuff that happened in the intro and go to um, Brent's um, spectral shenanigans and talk briefly here about Ghostbusters Afterlife and unfortunately the latest news about the actual third movie in the Ghostbusters, um, the original Ghostbusters timeline is... The Afterlife movie directed by and written by Jason Reitman, the son of Ivan Reitman, who um, wrote or excuse me, directed and produced the first two movies, unfortunately has been delayed um, because I guess there's something happening in the world right now that is kind of as everyone um, uh, messed up a little bit. I don't know. You guys know anything about that? Inexcusable. Yeah. I, 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 I would think that uh, Ghostbusters 3 would take precedent to a global pandemic, but... I, no, it makes sense to me. It's just a, yeah. just a huge, huge disappointment. Yeah. Uh, now, you know, we had to wait so long as it is, and now we're going to have to wait even longer. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I mean, I, I'm torn about it. Obviously, 
I don't want them to just release it for the sake of releasing it and it kind of be a schlock fest considering everything that's going on in the world right now. And we've waited, you know, 30 years for this and, you know, we want it to be done the right way in the right, in the right, right. Uh, you know, uh, the way we want it to be. But, um, yeah, I, I agree. It's, it's really disappointing. And, uh, the potential, I guess not the potential, but it's official. It's going to be out in March is also kind of depressing. It's also kind of head scratching. Cause like, what an awkward month to release a movie. Um, you're usually getting your, your big blockbuster movies around the holidays or the summertime. Uh, so it's just kind of weird. Uh, March, at least know for myself, isn't as good of a month to go see movies as, say, July would be or June or August. Yeah. Uh, so We had talked a little bit in our group chat that we have, you know, what are the expectations for Afterlife with everything that's happening in the world, especially related to group gatherings, specifically uh, cinemas and movie theaters, did we think it was going to be delayed? I think we all kind of assumed that was going to happen as more days passed, things changed and unfortunately kept continued to get worse. And then uh, Disney moved some things directly to Disney Plus or delayed indefinitely. Uh, many things got moved back, you know, three to six months. So I think we all expected it to happen as the uh, situation got worse. But I don't know about you guys, but I was pretty shocked that they didn't move it just three to six months, but they jumped an entire, you know, eight, almost nine months into the future, even changing calendar years. I, I really thought maybe mm -hmm. they would consider it uh, late September, early October to kind of capitalize on the Halloween season because, you know, there's only like three songs that are played on loop during October and Ghostbusters is one of them. So you could you could kind of capitalize on everyone's uh, Halloween fever by releasing a new Ghostbusters right. movie. First one that would be outside of uh, June or July. Uh, you could even possibly say, hey, maybe there's no, no like big tent poles coming out in November or December. Make it a holiday movie. That's worked really well for Star Wars. Uh, we saw over the last five years or so. But going all the way to next March, which at the time was nearly a year when it, when it was announced a few days ago, you know, it was like a total of 345 days uh, from from the point of the announcement, nearly an entire year. And I was just a little surprised that they pushed it that far back. I, I really thought it would be somewhere between the end of September and and Thanksgiving. Well, my understanding is that they, if I read the release schedule right, they really just took their whole release schedule and straight up backed everything up like three months, right? So mm -hmm. movies that were supposed to release now-ish are now going to be released in you know, whatever, six, eight months or whatever. They're just backing. Every, so they just bumped everything back. And it seemed like sort of a, um, a kludgy way to do it, right? Like just to back everything up. Like if you're going to rearrange the schedule, like just reposition your movies so that they're uh, released at the times that are going to be optimal for them, right? So instead of just like, I don't know, it just seemed like a, a very hasty maneuver. Yeah. Um, well, that's done know. by a movie studio too, and you gotta understand. Probably movie studios don't maybe think that way. They kind of maybe just think on like a, I don't know. Maybe they're just thinking, okay, we got this many movies coming out this year. They're gonna cost this much. This is how much we can potentially mm -hmm. make on this. And I don't know if they're how much they're thinking. Oh well, we could put this out at Halloween time. Like that's a great idea, Joey. But are like big movie studios really thinking about that? I don't, well, you I don't, think I don't they know. would be? You think you're like, yeah. when will we make the most money? Because that's all we're well, really here yeah, to do. Especially because this was supposed to be. Yeah, uh, this was supposed to be a July film, and that was yeah, that would have been like you know movie. summer block. Yeah, really, they you know that clearly communicates that they were banking big on this um, because it was the same month. It wasn't um, answer the call. Also, uh, really yeah, July. yeah, that was so, like July fifteenth or something like that. 
Mm -hmm. So they are, they're trying to repeat the release playbook, you know, cause that's a great, obviously a great time for them to release a blockbuster. Mm -hmm. So it does communicate how they are treating the film, mm -hmm. but uh, I just don't know what this is going to do to um, all the sort of peripheral stuff that we were supposed to get. So like, does it mean toys are delayed? Does it mean collectibles are delayed? Does it mean art books or other releases of things that were supposed to come out to yeah. be timed with the film are now going to be backed up or delayed or canceled I mean, or well, whatever? I don't, I, I, I don't think, know. I think it depends on... So I, I think the f like if we want to call them first waves of a few of the things that we're excited about, I believe are still going to happen. So I believe we're going to get the Kenner Retro from Hasbro which I actually think may have been moved up a few days. I got an email from Walmart saying that they expected the ship May 26th. And originally oh, wow. I think awesome. they were showing June. Wow. Okay. And I know that uh -huh. um, you guys, I know I got a set of those for you, for each of you. So mm -hmm. we should be getting our retros unless that was a mistake and something's happening, but some of them already leaked on eBay. I don't know if you noticed that. I know Brent, if you're what? listening to YHS, um, yeah. yeah, yes, have some discussed that, that, there were people that had sets they were selling each figure for sixty dollars a pop, and of course they retail for fifteen. And you know, thirty years ago, you could buy them for three ninety nine. So, right. Um, uh, one thing I have to say that I'm really impressed with with like the Hasbro releases so far, the stuff that we saw from Toy Fair is like they're not gouging like kids for prices and parent. Like they're making toys uh, that are for the for the collector. They're like which are which are the ones that you're obviously speaking about. The retro ones, and they're also Which are funny because they're exact because they're exact replicas of the kid ones from thirty yeah. years ago. So it's like, right. let's just release the same figure, charge five times as much, and call it a collector's item. It's the same. Yeah, I think I feel I, like they they use the same molds, the same cards. Oh, yeah, everything's the totally same. Did. <laughs> but well, and that's um, amazing to me. Like, yeah. Oh, it's yeah. yeah it's the perfect I, play. I actually, I actually don't feel like fifteen dollars is that. For today, like you gotta think of it, it's like thirty years later, right? Mm -hmm, so right. Mm -hmm. fifty dollars. I mean, those when those figures came out, they were probably like six dollars or something like that. Yeah, so I think they were like with five ninety nine or something yeah. like that. So like with inflation and everything like that, I mean, I I mean, I lived now. I'm not like I sound like an old man. I've lived long enough. Lived long enough, but you know, when Star Wars figures, I was buying the Power of the Force two figures. They were four ninety nine a pop at mm -hmm. Walmart. Or and and now they're nine ninety nine a pop, you know, uh, at Walmart. So it's like it's so like, it's prices have doubled, you know, in those in that amount of time, um, for these types of things. But like I, I was kind of impressed. Like I thought like the toys that they that they pro, that projected to come out, um, weren't really ridiculous prices for some of the stuff. Like ten bucks here, fifteen bucks here. Like no, I, it's not I, like there's, you know. I think. Uh... I think they did a good job keeping it to a realistic price in the market as it were at least six weeks ago. And hopefully a lot of uh, the development obviously was done. The production, I'm not sure how far along in the production they were, but far enough along that they're still comfortable releasing the retro figures at the end of May or early June. And as we, I mean, if, mm -hmm. if there's sets already out there, a lot of these are done and already probably made it onto ships across the country and probably are being held in the country. You know, this is, I think this is limited to Walmart in the United States. I don't think there's an international release right now because I think I saw people from other countries, including Canada, trying to get them other places. And if you guys, I, I know you guys listened to uh, the Interdimensional Crossrip, you know, you heard Chris talking about people in Canada, do they want to, you know, find it through a Canadian site or do they want to make, you know, drive the hour, two hours across the border and go to an American yeah. Walmart. Of course, that's not a possibility at the moment. Who knows what will be happening yeah. in uh, two oh, so or three months. So are they months. Walmart exclusives? 
They are Walmart exclusives. You could only get them on Walmart.com. Uh, well, uh, you could only pre-order them. And at, only at Walmart.com. Well, you could only pre-order them at Walmart.com. Oh, okay. com, but it, supposedly it. they're going to be in stores as well. But do we really want to take that chance? Mm. That's why I reached yeah. out to you guys and was like, hey, I'm going to get these. Like, I'm going to buy a bunch of sets. Yeah. And if you guys want to buy one, that's cool. <laughs> so I think I bought four well, sets. One thinking if Brian and Brent don't get them, they can each have one. Then I can keep one. And then I'm going to yeah. give one to my girls so that I can see them playing with the same toys that we played with uh, 30 years ago. Yeah. So. Um, because yeah. for like, I mean, yeah. I mean, think about it for a set of all four Ghostbusters for 60 bucks. It's not like, that's not that bad. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, plus the mm-hmm. other toys. So $90, I guess, for a full set with the, with the other, um, with the, with the Slimer and, and the Stay Puff, you know, and that's not mm-hmm. terrible for a full line of those in package. It means so much more. And I guess Joey knows this better than anybody. Uh, so much cheaper than buying the original version. Uh, now, <laughs> Uh, going back and spending hundreds yeah. of dollars per figure, right. you know, uh, and, and you can have something that's an exact, re- as Brian put it, like the exact replica, the same molds and everything like that to, to hang up on your wall or whatever, you know. So yeah, do the uh, it'll be interesting to see. Do the Ghostbusters? Uh, I don't have any, my original figures nearby. Do they have imprinted on them anywhere the um, year, the copyright? Right? So they like say. Um, copyright Hasbro or copyright would say so Kenner, you know I guess. I can go. I have the. I have my toys from when I was younger in the closet right over there. So if you guys continue the discussion, I'll go grab them and look at the bottom of their feet. Okay. okay. Well, yeah, because well, you see what yeah, I'm getting that. at. What, I mean, what? I, yeah, what I want to do is I want to know, like, if it really is the same mold, I want to be able to turn one of those figures over and see the right. original release here my, on the bottom, not 2020. My guess is, my guess is for correct uh, uh, collecting factor. They will not have 1984. Uh, uh, and usually, what's what's the what, Sony Productions or whatever? My my yeah. guess is my my guess is because they did this with Star Wars. They released really recently released the, the original line of Star Wars figures, vintage ones um, mm. that they had almost like retro action style. But those figures were exactly the same molds, but they did not have the right. They didn't have the same date on them. They changed the date, like so, minor, minor. So they did release changed. those already, though. They they brought oh, yeah. those out. I missed I, that. I never saw I them. That. I never saw them in in stores because I just never got out mm-hmm. to, to get them. And yeah. and every, every time mm-hmm. I went out, but they they released in Moff Tarkin, which was next in the original uh, series. Yes. They released a vintage version of yeah. them that came with the, the original board game. Um, now I didn't get that. They were selling them. They had a whole bunch of them at Target last time I I ventured out um, and checked out the toys there, which was a long time ago. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah. I don't have any of the vintage inspired Star Wars ones. I, I didn't have right. any of them as a kid. I only have, I think, one of them now, not on card, because uh, I needed to have a stormtrooper, an old stormtrooper. So I have one of those, but they never piqued my interest just because it wasn't something that I had. So um, I, you know, let let the the Star Wars collectors that were born in the '70s and early '80s go after those. It wasn't a, a big thing for me. But when the retro Kenner ones were announced, and I think we were all happy about that. Um, I was like, well, I'm definitely getting a set, but I have pulled mm-hmm. out the original run of um, the series one real Ghostbusters figures. And so it doesn't have anything on the feet, but it is actually on their butts. So mm. ah, okay. um, I, I know you uh-huh. guys can't see this right now, but I'm going to see if I can get the camera to focus on Winston's ass. So I don't know that the lighting a, may not this work. Is a podcast first. I think nobody in the history. Uh, of I'm not sure. It's gonna focus. Here. This Hossett, is let's, 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 let's uh, 
That would be upside down. I don't know if I can get it to focus correctly. We are breaking oh, oh, oh. podcast ground here. It's we upside down because I'm holding him upside down. Let's focus this a little bit more. Can we Can we get this? Uh, the lighting is a little too bright. Uh, I don't think it's going to autofocus for me, and I don't have the time okay. to fiddle with well, the settings. So, yes, it does say on the back of the originals. Well, now, this only happens helps if you have them out of the package because you're obviously not going to see that in, uh, in mm-hmm. the, you know, the preserved ones. Um but yeah, so at least on the back of Ernie Hudson, let me see if it's on the back of Ray here. Okay, so on Ray, it's actually on, on his lower back below the attachment for the Proton uh, pack. It says copyright 1984 Columbia Pictures. Uh-huh. Um, okay. So it's on the butt of Winston, the lower back of Ray. Egon, it's also on the lower back. And, right. you know, this is something maybe that this even changed as um, they went down the line. I was going to say, you might have two different, I mean, you know, as you know, Joey, you've been down that rabbit hole recently yeah. looking at all the different pressings of the original first wave, right? Yeah, I mean, what we know is the first wave is actually like, what, five different the, pressings? Well, so and three different ones. And all the ones that I have here are second or third wave because their proton pack the string attachment all goes into the center uh, middle of the pack not the bottom center the bottom okay. you know attaching to through the bottom that is um i believe wave one series one and i have two of those four still on card sealed that will never see the light of day um, well you got to think about it too brian because like when when i got the egon and winston for christmas of 1987 Mm-hmm. Right, that was what. What would that have been? Like, that would have been three uh, years three, after release. Years so they're still the pumping release. those out, right? Yeah, right. So they were. They, that was probably the one of the last, like as you said, pressings of of those figures at that time. We were actually. I don't, who knows how Mom and Dad got those? Because mm-hmm. I guess they were still yeah. selling that that wave in stores. Well, that's then, what I wonder. I like, it's uh, amazing that there were three three years after their initial... I mean, that never happens anymore. Can you imagine the same Star Wars figures being on the shelf for three years? Like, I can't. Well, I mean, it, they are, but things move well, so I fast. mean, if you want a Zubio <laughs> from 2015, like, I'm pretty sure you can still find one of those. <laughs> Constable Zubio, yeah, for 19... Yeah. For, for, like, two ninety nine now on sale. All right, well, okay. Well, so, like, no Sio Bibbles or, like, okay. Yak faces. You're talking but, about, like, like original about, release. Like, <laughs> still shit. Still shipping, still shipping and putting it on shelves, you know, like that's just leftover from three years. I'm talking about like, yeah. you know, yeah, still like new stock. To, yeah. Yeah. yeah right. So I actually about the same figures. Well, I mean, so when did the, the real Ghostbusters show? The, the show didn't debut though till 87, right? What, it, it wasn't oh, out in the fall of 84, was it? I don't think so, look but I'd have to look Joey. it up. Well, that's yeah, what I'm going to pull up. So I'm going to pull up um, the Ghostbusters wiki because that's where I get all of my series, you know, wave information um, mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. like to see which ones I have essentially because I was always interested in seeing what I had. I, I'm not someone who's like I need one from every wave or excuse me, one from every series because that would get super expensive. Um, mm-hmm. But I would like well, to have what, one what of date each. Should, uh, what date was on uh, – the Dan Aykroyd's tramp stamp again. What was that? <laughs> um, they all say 1984. What? That's what I mean. But like those toys were not released 84. in 1984. Yeah. Well, I don't here, know. Why. Okay, here you go. Ghostbusters wiki. Kenner, the real Ghostbusters toy line. The real Ghostbusters toy line was created by Kenner from 1986 through 1991. It was mostly mm-hmm. related to the animated series. However, the Ecto-1A and Ecto-Charger were both related to the Ghostbusters 2 film. 
Currently, Hasbro is set to reissue Wave 1 figures in the spring of 2020 as a Walmart exclusive. So Okay, well, that's not unbelievable then that we would have gotten those in 1980s. For Christmas in 1987, they would have been new at that point. They would right. have been. I mean, that's not... If they started production in 86, and that would not have been... Right, and too, I think it was... Honestly, I think... And I should... I can pull this up here. It'll say... Um, yeah, here it says the first wave information and I will pull it up and put it on the screen for anyone watching now or in the future. Um, but the first wave were released during Christmas 86. Mm. So, you know, mm. so a year it, later, it was it's only a really later. a year later. Okay. Yeah. And, that, and that was right. wave one, the first wave, which was the four hero versions, you know, the actual animated, you know, standard jumpsuits with each with a pack with a different color. Um, the Stay Puffed Green Ghost, yeah, yeah. also known as Slimer, our Ghost Zapper, and then the two plush ghosts, Stay Puffed, which I still have mine, uh, right, literally sitting like right next to me, and then plush Green Ghost Slimer, which I don't know that I ever had. Did you guys ever have the plush Slimer? No, no, no I don't think always, so. We each had the Stay Puffed. That was it. I got a plush Slimer uh, when I went to Universal Studios in the early '90s, but it was a different version of it. It, it was, was like a, a yeah. it was like a puppet that you put it yeah and uh, it was definitely a, it was definitely different I think it was might have been a Universal Studios exclusive at that point hmm. um, I think I still have it somewhere it might be in my garage man but, I would hope so uh, yeah I just got I have to find that but yeah and um, then we Brian and I both we both had the uh, the Stay mm-hmm. Puffed that we got it for Easter one year nineteen eighty nine or something like that yeah yep. so um, yeah so the first wave. Christmas 86, and that was to fill layaway orders. So they essentially were doing pre-orders in the mid-80s for these figures. Um, The first advertisements were done by Toys R Us and newspapers around the end of January 87. Um, Yeah. So the first printing is to believe in all the figures except for the plush and the Ghost Sapper. So exactly what Hasbro is re-releasing in the Kenner Retro line, the four guys, Slimer and Stay Puft, those were the original things in that first wave. Um, The second printing was released in the spring of 87. So if you think you guys got yours for Christmas 87, that would have probably been um, with wave two and the second uh, right. Second, printing. I know for sure. Um, I although, know for sure because we have it on videotape. We have it on videotape, uh, which mm-hmm. is now converted to DVD. It was Christmas yep. in 1987 uh, that we got. That I got. I got two of them. Now Brian got the other two earlier. I only got. Right. I got Egon and Winston in 1987, and he got Peter and Ray sometime before then. I don't know. When probably my birthday. I would guess my birthday, which, which, which is the is same month. Same month. So I probably got month. them like three weeks earlier. Right. So, yeah. And I don't know um, if you saw the eBay comparisons uh, or someone took the eBay listings and compared that card with the original release cards. And they're nearly identical. That's what I want to know. They are nearly identical. Okay. So that means that when you get the new cards, no matter what character you get, Peter is going to be on the back of the card, right? So, like, yeah, the, the demo, the demo figure on the back of the card, and I point this out in aforementioned DVD, nineteen eighty seven, Christmas nineteen eighty seven, that the back of the card doesn't matter who what character you have, the back of the card is always Peter used for demonstration. Purposes. Oh, I see what always you're talking about. Yeah, where they show you uh, detaching the Neutrona blaster from yeah. the side, pressing yeah. it onto Peter, and then twirling the. Uh, the Neutrona Blaster for action zapping Ray. It is always Peter, no matter which figure. Yes. Um, Good. I can uh, then I can buy these. 
<laughs> so, the, I mean, obviously there's only a few, and you know, let me see, and, and you guys won't be able to see this, but uh, I think it was on Instagram and I think it was uh, Jason from Ghostbusters News. I think he's the one that did it. It was either him or Aaron from uh, at Teenage Mutant Ghostbuster on Instagram, who is like my real Ghostbusters, uh, uh, my, he's like my uh, crack guy. He's the one that he's gets me up. my stuff. Yeah, he's your so, uh, um, I, I've heard of him referenced many times on different. Well, podcasts. you just heard on yet, yes, have some. And yeah, they got uh, two ectoplasms from Aaron. So okay, let me yeah. see. How does he get his stuff? I have no idea. I, I have. We no don't want clue. it. We don't know how he got this. We don't want it now. Yeah. <laughs> Essentially, is he yeah. the guy that got the entire case of Congo figures? <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, That's Zombie <laughs> Sailor, I think. Zombie Sailor. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, let me see. Well, if I would get that for the I would get that for the Ernie Hudson figure, but that right? would be yeah. A... Oh, did you guys see that? There's a new Hallmark Ecto coming out based on Afterlife. I saw it last night. I saw a leak of it or whatever it was. Uh, yeah, not a leak, I guess, but yeah, it comes with a, little, a new trap design with wheels. Yeah, well, I'm assuming Higher the ladders on the the other side. Um, yeah, and I, well, I don't I know if it's going to spring loaded chair. Yeah, I don't know what exactly it's gonna. It's gonna do if it's gonna play a different sound, but I don't know if that'll be delayed. Maybe that'll be delayed now. I have no idea. Um, yeah, well, that's see. the thing. You know, like I'm I'm wondering about the delays because why well, I asked earlier because you know we see that all the time with stuff coming out timed perfectly, not only to generate hype but to mitigate spoilers, right? So just yesterday, Brent got his Christmas present, the yes. uh, art. Of, <laughs> the art. I was book. just gonna say thank you for that. It showed up to yeah. mom and dad's house. You're welcome. So. But I ordered I that. I pre-ordered it. it. Uh, yeah, yeah, I pre-ordered it to be there in time for Christmas, which is what the original ship date was, but it got pushed back because I had spoilers, spoiler focused materials, I guess in it. So yeah. I'm wondering mm -hmm. if that's going to, if there's anything in Ghostbusters land, that's going to be, I mean, clearly there's not no spoilers involved in the uh, Kenner retro collection, but uh, you know, any new stuff that would come out, I would assume that uh, they'll play it pretty close to the vest because um they yeah. don't want spoilers getting out. So that probably means the soundtrack and the score will be delayed. It of probably course. means yeah. any new figures will be, any new action figures will be delayed because they always have full names on them. And I, you know, if somebody's named Spangler or something, it's going to be, it's going to be a spoiler. So, you know, mm -hmm. um, yeah. Well, well, and I would say that like, um, that, that, that kind of stuff all happens in the same wave of, of prep in leading up to mm -hmm. the movie. So I, I, I think you're exactly right. That stuff's not going to come out at any, at any point early. Um, so they'll delay well, all of that Well, then at least stuff. we get the, we get the retro figures. We can replenish yeah. the, uh, the PayPal account for the next thing to come out. Right. This movie better be amazing. I mean, that's all I have to say. I mean, they have plenty of time to work on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have, I mean, yeah, that's who a, knows though? The post-production you know, right should be insane. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, potentially right now the post-production has stalled. I'm sure there's nobody, yeah, they really probably can't work on it at all. Anything right? at this point. Yeah. James all right. So alone in his basement. So and, I did yeah, find I yeah. did find the comparison, and it was Teenage Mutant Ghostbuster. Aaron on Instagram at Teenage Mutant Ghostbuster. Uh, he has side by side comparisons. I'm not even sure if this is directly from him, but he has the pictures here. So the biggest thing to me is that the one noticeable change is that they spelled Winston's name correctly. It is spelled Zedmore instead of Zedmore. There, that E okay. between the, the D and the, the e. M is, is there. Yep. Um, everything else on the card for Winston looks the same from what's not cut off. There's a few things cut off in the picture 
that I can't see. Um, so the Kenner logo this is between is, one and two. Yeah, comparing one and two. This okay. is comparing the no. This is comparing the retro with the oh, the uh, original. Uh, gotcha. So this is the retro. Okay. Yeah. So gotcha. this is the one I'm looking at, it, and this is Aaron's um, comment or, or caption for his post. It says side by side comparison of authentic real Ghostbuster Kenner first issue on the left versus the new Hasbro reissue figure on the right. So he has it. He has it all. Uh, apparently. So. Um, the bubble looks identical, though the new version has the pack and Neutrona Blaster more secured in the package. It actually has a bubble it's sitting in inside the bubble. You know how they package stuff so it doesn't move? Whereas if yeah. you, the, the, uh, yeah. actual, well, those old ones are just kind of chucked in the, the actual on the card. Yeah. And then, yeah. So the wand itself is, is in there. Wand and pack is in there. Good. But the actual, the, like the blast part of it could move around. Mm-hmm. Whereas the new one, it's part of the blister as well. Um, okay. Winston's name is spelled okay. correctly. So that's a, that's Which a is big good. thing. Yeah. It keeps it more secure in there. Then, yeah. So it doesn't bounce yeah. around, but the colors look pretty clear pretty close not exact but very close um it has winston's the, the, the bubble that says i ain't afraid of no ghost um nice. it calls them winston zedbar and chomper ghost figures underneath it says who you're gonna call i can't see the assortment number and i can see at the bottom right it says kenner not hasbro but Good. there's some white writing under kenner on the original that is not present on the reissue um looking hmm. on the back again this is the winston completely identical except the reissue around the punch hole has a plastic reinforcement so that when it's hanging mm. on a peg you cannot rip it off and destroy the card yeah that right. is not well, who's gonna let, the original. Who, like they're gonna ever get on shelves no oh like my gosh people are just gonna be up. ripping these out yeah so the yep. biggest difference on the card back and brian i can confirm that despite this being winston it is peter bankman showing Excellent. you how to use the pack now, well, it's it's Winston, but it's Peter on the back. That's the thing. Like it's right. a Winston figure. <laughs> okay, but it's Pe- thirty-four years of this. Let's put it to rest for one. Uh, start, now, start it. on the original, <laughs> they had the holographic um, toy that came out that projected Stay Puffed on the wall. You know, they, they have the the blonde haired yes, kid wearing yeah, the jumpsuit. The that is Ghost not zapper, on yeah. the re-release. That is not oh. pictured. They have shifted oh. the proof of purchase over there and have the Hasbro symbol in the bottom right corner. So I guess they're not planning to re-release that toy. At the least View not Masters initially. On so. steroids mm-hmm. kind of thing, yeah. Um, and it, the, the font under where it says in yellow, join the real Ghostbusters in their ghost-chasing pursuits. On the original, it said, collect all the real Ghostbusters heroes and ghosts and stage your own supernatural battles. On the new mm-hmm. one, it says you can collect all the real Ghostbusters heroes and ghosts and stage your own supernatural battles. So they added mm. you can to that. I'm not really sure why okay. they have why? felt like changing yeah. that. Um, but yeah, okay. the picture they're using on this re-release is not like a repose with the new figures. It is absolutely the original card back. Like that is the oh, original wow. picture. So they did a they it did a the, full on yeah. yeah full on high res scan and they used must have. everything. Uh, I yeah. can't read. Yeah. I can't make it out. The picture's too small. But it looks to me like the sentence structure and the the description of each of the four main guys is all exactly the same. The Stay Puff picture's the same. The Green Ghost picture's the same, and it does call it the Green Ghost. So Good. really, the only thing different is the placement of the proof of purchase and that the original one was a blue barcode this is a black barcode the hasbro logo is in the bottom right corner and the ghost zapper the holographic projector is not present but literally everything else is the same 
So, I mean, they, this is a very, very good okay. uh, reissue um, for people that want to yeah. display the originals but don't have, uh, you know, hundreds of dollars to buy the originals. And it's going to be amazing to pass this along 35 years later, essentially, to a, a new generation of, of fans. And I do hope there's enough supply that kids can actually find these on the shelves and it's just just not adult collectors uh, swooping in and picking these up because um, it would be super fun to see uh, these on the shelves again. That's for sure. You gonna yeah. open them? You said you're gonna open a set, right? Well, I'm gonna get a set to keep, but I'm gonna let the girls play with the set. So yeah, okay. that, that's gonna be open. Those are gonna be floating around. I'm sure they're gonna be mingling with um, Barbie's American Girl dolls and LOL dolls. So mm-hmm. uh, they'll be hanging <laughs> out, making new friends. So that'll be good. That'll be good. Nice. So. Um, yeah, I'm not too much else to say about Ghostbusters and Afterlife right now. I, I guess we, to wrap this up topic up, what got us started on this tangent is I honestly think the Plasma series is going to be released as well because it's all from the original movie. Yeah, I think you're going to see those mm. figures come out because why not? Unless the card yeah. back or and see, and those came in like special display boxes too. And I don't think the card backs is going to give away anything for Afterlife because those figures are going to probably be Wave Two or maybe even Wave Three. So right. I don't think Wave One of Retro and there has been a no announcement that there'll be a second wave. But if they go over well, you would think that that's something Hasbro would look into. But Plasma right. Series, you know, Wave One was coming and it was all original stuff. I don't see why you delay those because it's not giving away anything at all. You know, it's a build a figure, right. uh, build a terror dog, right? And that's what you're building. So is that what why, it is? Okay. Yeah. Why delay that? Yep, build a terror dog. So you're getting the four guys, uh, and is it Dana? Four guys, Dana, and to build a terror dog. Is there another one? Am I missing one? I can't remember if there was five or I, six in the first. Uh, raid. I don't remember, but I, I think you're right. I think I think there's a p- potential that they'll. I mean, Hasbro's going to want to start to make some money off this. They're not going to just want to like put a bunch of figures in a warehouse and the boxes, mm-hmm. you know, if they printed these figures, they're going to want to, they're going to want to get, get their, get their money back for them. Mm-hmm. And they're not going to mm-hmm. wait an entire uh, 11 months to, to get it back, you know yeah. what I mean? Or, right. or, or nine months or whatever it's going to be yet now until they have this actual push for this, for the next movie, you know, uh, for mm-hmm. the movie. So, yeah. I'm already just thinking about how the heck I'm going to make room for all my, sh- I gotta, I'm going to have to spin up a new shelf for these. Um, and I don't know if I'm going to get plasma because oh, dude, I don't the know boxes if on those, man. Oh, they look, amazing I know, I know. Display. I just, yeah, I know. Yeah. That's the thing. It's just, they, they look so incredible, um, and would look incredible. Did uh, any of you, um, stood up, but I have so many figures of the original four already that are so good. You know, I just have, um, uh, you know, the Maddie collector ones and see, I never got any of those. So like, I probably would maybe consider the, the Hasbro ones because, I mean, that's kind of that's kind of always been my toy company, you know, growing mm-hmm. up and everything like that. I, I never got any of the Maddie Collector stuff. I I obviously got some of the uh, Answer the Call figs uh, from like Ollie's in the bargain basement, <laughs> you know, uh, when that came out. But uh, yeah, so maybe I would consider the Plasma series because of that. But you're right, Brian. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many times are they going to release the same figures from different companies? You know, I mean, mm-hmm. these look great. Don't get me wrong, but they, oh, they um, look awesome! And the, yeah, and the Maddie Collector ones look also great. You they know look great I mean? too. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, well, and then there's like the you know the twelve inches that Joey has, which are awesome. Probably the some of the best sculpts I've ever seen for any of the original figures. And then there was another set that was even more realistic 
Uh, yeah, I don't have those either. Those are from like Blitzway were, or Mezco or something yeah, like that. Yeah, they were a several hundred dollars. Yeah, they were like $200 a piece, a piece or something. Yeah, I don't have those. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah they're well, they're incredible. They look, I mean, that's like, for me, that's like the gold standard of, of a, yeah. you know, original, original likeness. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. But the, you know, you're, you're looking at a grand just to get, get everything you need. So, yeah, so right, right. Yeah. The, um, the plasma series are showing currently unavailable on Amazon. Now that might mean that they're sold out. Um, okay. But you're going to be able to get those not at Walmart. Yeah. No, those are, those are general yeah. release. Yeah. You can get them on Hasbro pulse. You can get them on Amazon. I, I'm assuming. And you know what? I know you could get them on Walmart. I don't know if they were at target, but they were they were available everywhere. They're not an exclusive item at all. So okay, um, yeah, they're. I mean, they're. What definitely, do they run at per figure? Twenty bucks per figure. I believe they're about twenty. Yeah, I think that's that's okay. what their going rate was. But I mean, the box art is just phenomenal. Uh, mm-hmm. It's really right, yeah. really well done. Um, it, it, yeah, if I would definitely recommend um, picking up the plasma series. Um, they just look really really good, and of course, it's. Are one they going to add on to that? I guess it's TBD. Like, are they going to add on? Like, right now it's the four guys and Dana. Are they going to add a Lewis, Janine, any ghosts? Do you know if there's any plans to do like a second se- series or? Second I don't wave? know what their plans are off the top, but you would think if they if it sold well enough, that would well. be mm-hmm. something that they would be interested in doing. Um, just they just look look very very well done. Uh, lots of articulation, lots of accessories, and then the build the terror dog. Um, option is there so mm-hmm. uh, i think right. it'll be a, a very cool and i do expect those to come out on time i think we'll be getting some new ghostbusters stuff um you know between memorial day and fourth of july i think you'll see the non-afterlife stuff come out but of course afterlife stuff i don't think you're gonna see hit shelves until february I mean, honestly right around toy fair next year might be when that stuff starts hitting shelves could even mm-hmm. be end of january of course they're not going to do anything that may um, count as a spoiler, but we know that all the original, the living original guys are back. So maybe they'll have, you know, old Winston, old Ray and old, uh, Peter figures ready to go when the, uh, the movie drops, because that's not a, is that a spoiler? Like we know that they're going to be in the movie. So Mm -hmm. why not get those toys on the shelves, the collector's items out there for the, when the film drops, I don't know why you would avoid doing it. Now, maybe if they don't want to have, you know, the kids wearing the proton pack or in an outfit or, you know, an ecto vehicle, like if they want to hold something back, you can do a wave two in, you know, hopefully the end of March, but have something yeah, out at the end the, of January. What do they call like the, the, I don't forget what it like the adventure kit or the, the stuff that you play with as if, like you're the Ghostbuster, right? Like the uh, whatever they call that stuff, like the role playing stuff, role like play that. stuff, or yeah, whatever it's called. That'll probably be delayed, right? Because that yeah. all ties into the new movie. That yeah, I think. I mean, out. even though that was more centered or kind of mimics the original Kenner real Ghostbusters role play stuff, I think it was meant to be more associated with the movie. So I would anticipate, unfortunately, that getting delayed, yeah. which sucks yeah. because I was hoping to give those as gifts to. Uh, the girls and to Logan um, for Christmas mm-hmm. this year so that they could be running around with uh, proton packs yeah. and uh, yeah. PKE meters and all that good stuff. So mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess December is mm-hmm. a little early for them to be releasing that stuff. I guess it depends uh, on, on, you know, we, well, we saw, remember, so Answer the Call came out in mid-July. That stuff started hitting the end of April or May. So you're right. a good two and a half months ahead of time, which shocked mm-hmm, me because mm-hmm. I was like, does anyone care about this 10 weeks out? 
You know, right. did, did anyone like? I, I know people are like, it takes three months to market the movie. I'm like, I, I know. I just feel like this stuff should have been hitting middle of June, not end of April, early May. Right. Well, I think that's probably have something to do, probably with the fact that it's a um, with a summer blockbuster. You've really got to cut through. You've got to really cut through yeah. the noise in the summer, right? So yeah. you need a good three months because you got to start the hype machine before the noise begins in May. Right. So I don't know with with it being a March release, I don't know what to think. It's kind of too close for them to deba- be debuting much at Toy Fair next year, which kind of sucks yeah. because mm-hmm. that was cool to see this year all their reveals. But the movie literally releases like less than three weeks or so after Toy Fair next year. So right. we'll see. But um, before yeah. we wrap things up here, I just wanted to um, talk a little bit Mandalorian with you guys because when we did Rise of Skywalker, Brian, you hadn't seen Mandalorian yet or. Or someone oh, had. that's true. Yes, we had not, but I have now. Yes, definitely yeah. seen it now. So we came um, back pretty much t- the day after we did that podcast. We drove back and started watching it the next day, and blew through the whole thing in a week. So yeah. So, um, what was your uh, initial take on the series? Did it live up to the hype that everyone had talked to you about it? It, it did, except you know, I was um, the baby Yoda. I mean, ba- the or whatever it is, baby Yoda species. Um, the child, I, unfortunately. Uh, yeah, the child, like amazing angle, incredible hook into the original trilogy. Awesome little lure to be able to, um, I don't know, to hook people through the rest of the, the series. But unfortunately, the Internet just kind of ruined it for me because I could not escape looking at Baby Yoda everything on Twitter, online, on Reddit, on whatever. It was just all Baby Yoda. And then at work, everybody was talking about Baby Yoda. And like, right. I was just so sick of Baby Yoda before I even saw it. But uh, the whole series was great. The whole series was awesome. Um, my wife loved it. Um, we're probably going to watch it again real soon because it's been long enough that we think we're going to go through it again. And as soon as it was over, we said... We were on our phones looking for uh, Wikipedia to tell us when the next when the when the next uh, series was going to be out. So we're we're digging it. Carl Weathers was incredible. Yes, he was. Um, yes, he is. He yes. was a definite bright spot for me. Uh, if Kate were here right now, she would say she was disappointed that his mask came off. She was really hoping that that would be a thing that would persist through the entire show. Is that his mask never ever came off or that um, that he had to in season one face a situation so dire that he had to take his mask off. Um, but I like how they did it because they got the IG unit to do it, which was great, yeah. which was cool. Yeah. Um, very nice twist, but I, but the audience still saw it. Right. So even if he had to do it, even if he had to do it an IG unit saw his face, but the audience did not, that would have been incredible. That would have been awesome. Um, but I think they just kind of, that was maybe a step, a step too far too, too soon. Okay. Uh, a little bit. Yeah, didn't have, didn't have the dramatic impact. I think it wanted to, I think it kind of, uh, yeah. I don't know. It's like the firework went off too early or something. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of agree with you. I mean, when you think about it, the original star Wars trilogy four, five and six, you didn't see Darth Vader's face until mm-hmm. the final scene, basically, or the right. second to last scene in the movie and mm-hmm. uh you know you saw glimpses like when he was in his back to t- not back to tank but his uh, meditation chamber mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. you know you saw like the back of his head and like i think it was i think i think it was in in, in uh 
uh, Empire or the beginning of Jedi, where you saw him in that meditation chamber from the back, right, and you saw the back. Right. Of the and those are great man. little teases, right? Those right. are awesome teases, and you can continue to do that in Mandalorian. Like he's in a battle and he gets hit in the head, and like the helmet flies off, but the camera cuts away too quick for you to see anything, or you know he's you know getting out of getting out of the right. shower or something. I don't know. Like you know, right. he, like there are different there are diff- there are ways to like tease that with the audience uh, mm-hmm. and and play that up a little bit more. And I think, I feel like they just kind of like, you know, it's such an important part of the mythos, the Mandalorian mythos. And they just kind of, I don't know. It seemed a little too, a little premature. There's what? a lot more Mandalorian to go. Joey, so I would like to have seen it later. Joey, maybe you could answer this, right? Um, because I've been watching a lot of uh, Rebels as well. Like I'm almost finished with the, the fourth season of that. The one girl, what's her name? That's a Mandalorian in that show. Sabine. Uh, Sabine. Sabine. Yeah. Mm. So Sabine is a Mandalorian. She constantly has her helmet off, and the people that she that she knows from Mandalore, she visits constantly have their helmet off. So what is the why? I don't understand. Like maybe I missed it. So I believe this is a change in philosophy after you what you hear them refer to as the purge. The purge. Okay. Do they call it the purge, or am I, am I confusing that with the Jedi purge? No, the no, Great I Purge. They call it the Great Purge. The great don't purge. They? Yeah. 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 Great so, purge. Yeah. I, so I don't know if we're if we're gonna see that. I mean, I, we probably will see or read about that at some point. I don't know if we're going to okay. fill that in on the Mandalorian or if there's going to be a book or a comic. But so that the the Great Purge would have happened, I believe, after the setting in Rebels. Like that may have happened during mm-hmm. the original trilogy, I guess, because the Mandalorian right. takes place five years after yeah. Return of the Jedi. Sure. So yeah. at mm-hmm. some point mm-hmm. between 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 then and. Either uh, we'll see, but the the Great Purge would have happened like when the Empire really assumed control. Is is my take on it? So mm-hmm. maybe that has to do with Siege of Mandalore, but I guess that doesn't make sense because in Rebels, Rebels takes place leading up to A New Hope. So right. maybe it was just kind of shocking to me because I watched like I just got finished uh, when I first got Disney Plus. Obviously, the first thing I did was click watch Mandalorian. And I watched it, and okay, okay, cool. I learned all this stuff about the Mandalorian race, even though I had seen a little bit of it, you know, in in, in Clone Wars and stuff like that. And then all of a sudden, we go back to watch watch Rebels, and it's like all these dudes that are Mandalorians and Sabine, they just like constantly ripping their helmets off. And I'm like, no, you can't, you can't do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's uh, probably one of those things where there's like, uh, you know, there's your devout Mandalorians. Like he's part of that right. guild, right? That that sect yeah. that's very orthodox. He's like an orthodox Mandalorian, right? So he yeah, yeah. he's very strict. He's very very strict about it. Whereas Sabine's sort of disenfranchised and kind of disaffected right. and like right. uh, like doesn't isn't part of the is doesn't have rights in the way that she did uh, that you know that that uh, the Mandalorian did. You know that's true. Uh, yeah, she's she's Perhaps. been kind of cast although out. like yeah. she goes to although in this at these episodes I believe she goes to like uh, Mandalore and all her former or not former family but family have like taken mm-hmm. their helmets off all the time. Uh, so I yeah. don't know. I, I, I'm just kind of confused about the timeline of that and, yeah. and the rules, the rules yeah. and so forth. Yeah. It's, you know what I mean? So I think it's essentially whatever Mandalorians remain after the great purge, which happens at some point during the galactic empire era, which would have been, you know, because of the timeline, you would think around the time around the battle of Yavin, to mm-hmm. Return of the Jedi because it didn't happen after Return of the Jedi. The Great Purge would have happened during the reign of, you know, the OG Palpatine. 
you know, that, right. w- that would be the time period. So somewhere between the Battle of Yavin and the Battle of Endor, probably closer mm-hmm. to the Battle of Yavin, the Empire invaded, I, I assume invaded Mandalore and ended up killing nearly everybody and mm-hmm. took all the Beskar. You know, you hear them talk about that in the first episode. Beskar steel, um, you see, and you see the, the Empire insignia on the Right, Beskar yeah, steel. so they, they melt yeah. everything down in their smelters and they brand it with the Imperial insignia and, and you know, a whole bunch mm-hmm. of... Uh, upper echelon imperial regents and 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 sith supporters apparently get a hold of this and uh you know that's how we are here now five years after the fall of the empire and these people that were once imperial loyalists now have this left over and are using it for bounty hunters essentially and what better mm-hmm. way to do that than to get it to part of the tribe being uh din Djarin and and this remnant of a, of a mandalorian so i assume mm-hmm. that it that became more of a but yeah it is weird because he talks about becoming a mandalorian after being rescued by mandalorians that happens during the clone wars but right so yeah and it, it, it's a little flimsy i, I don't know exactly mm-hmm. how it all works out but that's you know one of the things that we can hope to maybe learn uh in season two right. learn more about it um there's yeah and there's, i would love to know too about the like you know again boba fett is never really called a mandalorian they always just because right, he's call, not really he's, mandalorian. He's, right he's wearing mandalorian armor right, right. it's always like right. boba fett in mandalorian armor so yes yeah. there's a difference right so I would love to know that story um, and also like build up the, the, like the lore about um, uh, of, of the armor and like how rare it is and how tough it is to get it and how you have to kill a Mandalorian to get it. And like build that up around uh, the original trilogy appearance of Django uh, Boba Fett. Well, yeah. And Django. Yeah. Django would be even better. Yeah. Yeah, so mm-hmm. it'll be nice to see what's touched on, but this kind of leads us into the next direction. Um, so we know Grief Karga will be back. Carl Weathers, he's uh, alive and well, oh, ready God. to go. Have you ever yeah. seen? By the way, have you seen him on any interviews? Like he is like the coolest dude yeah, ever, oh and gosh, he couldn't yeah. be any more excited because, like, you see a guy like that who's been in like obviously the Rocky franchise, dude. He's, he's Chubbs, Predator, Predator. Yeah, he was Chubbs. Yeah, I mean, he's been in all these like really famous movies or cult famous cult you know cult oh yeah movies. definitely and, cult and, following and 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 uh what a really really good dude though like he, he's super like his, his appearance when he went to um when he went to uh, uh star wars celebration like he was totally in it with the fans and super super so and a, a guy that age you think that would maybe be like okay just kind of phoning it in but he has so much right. energy he comes out yeah. and he's like I don't know if you saw him at, at celebration, but he kind of came out and he goes, "I want you, I want you." Like he was like he would like uh, Apollo Creed. Um, uh-huh. and he, the crowd went crazy, obviously, you know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm super happy that he's back. Is he was probably one of my top three favorite um, actors and characters in the show. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, he definitely yeah, sure. was fun. I, I I look forward to seeing him appear in season two, and in season two, what is rumored and completely true other than being confirmed by disney is that we're going to see ahsoka tano so what do you guys think about um seeing a prominent and probably most famous animated character in star wars history make a debut in a live action series what do you think about that well uh can i well actually if i could uh what about boba fett 
Oh, well, yeah, if you uh, see, but he doesn't even look the same. I know. <laughs> I'm just, I, I just wanted to be that guy. You want to be that seconds, guy? But yeah. Yeah, I wanted to be that guy, for, and I, you know, it did, it did, it, it did not feel as good as I, I thought it was going to feel. But, um, <laughs> but, but, uh, but yes, I. So I have not watched any of the animated stuff at zero. Like I watched the Clone Wars animated movie when it came out. Wait, Liked you haven't okay. seen the Clone Wars? No. Mm-mm. Oh my! No, nope, I haven't gosh, seen Brian. a single episode of the show. Oh, yep, I have not seen. <laughs> I'm about to finish it all the way through, and it's only my second time, but. Every time I started and watched the movie and watched season one, and it just you're just like, ah, you know, this is good. It's a little childish yeah. at times. I don't know if it really works. And then you get to like the middle of season two, and it's just incredible how they do an animated show, and yet it works so well for everyone. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's well, what that's well, I, I, at, I feel, at its I best. Think, I think, yeah, and it is all, now all on Disney Plus, right? Yeah, well, oh, yeah. that's how well, I'm watching why, it right now. What, yeah, that's gotcha. why Brian, okay. like when, when I got done watching uh, Mandalorian, I kind of was like, okay, what other Star Wars content is on here that I haven't seen mm-hmm. yet? Let, mm-hmm. let me let me start crossing stuff off my list. And obviously, I'd se- I had seen uh, uh, I had seen all the Clone Wars. In fact, I have them on DVD, except for the fifth, se- sixth season. Right, mm-hmm. we're on the seventh season now, right? Yeah, Jerry, yeah, seven, that was the, the Lost so, Missions. which I I'm currently in, uh, watching, and I need to watch the one that I guess came out today. Correct. Um, but, I haven't uh, watched any of season seven yet because I've been trying to rewatch oh, the entire series oh, okay. so yeah, that I'm I watching. can uh, properly view yeah. um, season seven. I, I wanted to be brushed yeah. up on all the mythology. Yeah, I'm watching season seven right now. And I'm also, uh, I, as they come out on Fridays, and I'm also finishing up Rebels, as I said earlier in this podcast. And I have, I have to say, I, I actually thought Rebels was be- is better than I originally anticipated because people are like, eh, Rebels is okay. And it is okay. It's like, it's like, it's good. It's not like... It's good. Like, it's just when amazing, you're following like, Clone changing. Wars, it's tough. Yeah. Well, and and exactly. And I what a thing that's really cool about the fourth season is it really ties in really well um, to uh, Rogue One because I guess it was coming out roughly the time that uh, that mm, season was roughly the time okay. of Rogue One. Yeah, so it Sonic really Rara's does a good it. job. Yeah, so it really, really, really does a good job of of tying all that together, um, all that together with, uh, um, yeah, what was I saying? With with you know, Saul Guerrero's in it, and the, and the U wings and all that stuff. Like a lot of the, uh, the the ships and the characters and stuff like that are are starting to overlap, which is really neat to see that to do that because it it does overlap with that timeline. So. It's mm-hmm. cool that to see mm-hmm. that. And I obviously love uh, Rogue One as one of my one of my favorite Star Wars movies. So um, I'm happy to. I was happy to see that them they're them including that in the fourth season of, of Rebels. Um, but yeah, Brian, now's the time. I'm going to watch Resistance. I think. Uh, yeah, I've only I'm watched finished. season one of Resistance. I need to do season yeah, two. I heard it's not great, but you know, I got to watch I, it. Yeah, I, I think of Star the, Wars, the three Wars, modern animated star wars series it goes clone wars rebels resistance i think that's yeah, pretty okay. universally uh, uh, agreed right. upon but yeah well, Brian... i mean that that's good though right so that's uh, that's uh prequel trilogy original trilogy sequel trilogy is that how they line up is that what yes, resistance yep. is yep, yeah okay. yep. essentially okay. yeah Re- yeah because rebels is leading up to a new hope just like rogue one was because rebels was I initially see. going to i think debut the death star but then rogue uh, one came to be so they had to adjust mm-hmm. and they end up um doing something else with it but they allude mm-hmm. to the death star a lot and that's kind of where uh yes, Saul so Guerrero yeah, comes right. in so mm-hmm. yeah. uh, you think and yeah he nice, talks about this nice. you know, deadly weapon or whatever one yeah, nice yeah, yeah. well and i read the prequel tr- i read the prequel book to rogue one uh oh, catalyst oh you did catalyst yeah and oh, is that uh, good 
I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, Catalyst um, is good. I really Catalyst is it. very good. Yeah. I uh, I liked it a lot because you get the uh, you get the relationship between the two principal characters that really only are on screen together uh, in Rogue One for a second, you know, like or like You're one like flash Galen Erso and Krennic. Yep, yep. I couldn't think of uh, I couldn't think of yeah. Krennic's name. Yeah, Galen Erso and Krennic. Like they're on screen together. I think in in Rogue One in a flashback and. You know, well, the very beginning when he goes to his goes to his house on that on that right. uh, plane at, at his farm, it's there right. on the so, screen at the same time. There. Yeah, and then yep, the flashbacks absolutely. on Coruscant, and, which is awesome. The Coruscant so flashback. This is cool, the book. Right. Yeah, the book gives you a sense of like everything that is encapsulated in that in that relationship. relationship you know, in that yeah. in that like everything that led up to that like facing each other at the farm. Right. Like it's mm-hmm. it's cool to think about like there's a history there between those two guys and it's very complicated and it's very complex and it's mm-hmm. filled with, you know, a lot of exploitation mm-hmm. and duplicity and f- broken promises and, yeah. um, you know, friendship, genuine friendship. Uh, and so it's, it's cool. It's, it's good. What do you right. guys think about, um, since, since Brian didn't see the Clone Wars, it's tough for him to talk about Ahsoka. So, um, Brent, what do you think about Ahsoka jumping from animation to live action in body, not just in voice, like in the Rise of Skywalker? Well, I have to be honest. I don't. I don't. I'm not convinced it's going to happen yet. <laughs> I usually kind of think of a lot of this stuff as as rumor until I I see it kind of officially announced that it's going to happen or we see her in a trailer. Um, let's just assume that those rumors are true now and say that she is going to be in it. And I would say that's that's awesome. Um, I just heard an interview from Rebel Force Radio of them interviewing Ashley Eckstein, who did the voice of Ahsoka Tano in all those episodes and all those seasons of uh, Clone Wars. Yeah, I'm she is Ahsoka, of, essentially. She, yeah, right. I mean, yeah. she, she's the I'm kind of upset that she maybe wasn't included in that conversation because in her words, I'm not sure if you listened to that episode. I, I did, Joey, yes. but um, But yeah, it, it, she really was not even seemed like she was approached about anything about it she didn't yeah. know anything more than anybody else did i do about it i i do wonder if she was able to tell the whole truth and and just right. isn't doing her best um you know mm. way uh, to kind of push stuff aside because i find it hard to believe when how close and how intimate of a relationship he has with dave filoni because he basically built her character with her like the two of them are the creator right. and and the person behind the character which grew exponentially and now is pretty much universally loved i find it hard to believe that dave who's working on the mandalorian with favreau would not Mm -hmm. at least talk to her about it so i I, i'm i'm a little you know iffy about some of the statements she made just because i don't know how truthful she can be um at this time but i i the only reason i give it you know more weight is because this isn't just internet rumors from random YouTubers or podcasters. This was reported by variety and deadline. You know, th- these right. are I the trade magazines she... that are getting these real scoops. I got it. I got it. And I, I hope that's true. I do. Uh, at the same time, I don't think that Lucasfilm and Disney would allow her to do a fan podcast. If she was, a fi- if she was, if this had leaked, so to speak, you know what I mean? Uh, I mean, they they pulled appearances by um, they pulled appearances by Hayden Christensen 
and uh, uh, the guy that plays the emperor, uh, right, right, uh, Ian McDermott, right before the movie was coming out, episode nine, because Disney didn't want anything Which them I to say anything. Get because Hayden Christensen had almost nothing to do with Rise of Skywalker. Right? Yeah, <laughs> much yeah, to yeah, my like chagrin, because I was pretty disappointed yeah, with that. Yeah, yeah. It's, you hear him and then see him and briefly, briefly, briefly. Mm. You know, um, so. Uh, yeah, so that, I agree. but that kind of attention to detail and uh, I don't know the allegiance to uh, continuity is what uh, to me kind of throws me for a loop that they w- and, and makes me question why they wouldn't use the original voice actress. You know, I, I don't understand. Well, well she's not because she's not be a, an actor. She, she, she will. Take, she's not right. She also wasn't it's, a voice actor until Ahsoka. Like that was ah, her first okay. role. So, um, you know, she's she's married to David Eckstein, World Series MVP. Um, mm. that, that's, you know, she, and she's not, it's so funny because at least for a large, um, number of people, she is much more known than her husband is, which is funny. Mm. A millionaire mm-hmm. yeah, baseball player yeah. that has won the world series and, and reached the pinnacle of a sport. And when you hear the name Eckstein, I think you're going to be at least 50, 50 with people thinking David or Ashley. Um, mm-hmm, she has her mm-hmm, own, mm-hmm. you know, her universe clothesline and she does a ton of charity work. And, um, I know that her, her husband and Brett knows this cause he listened to the rebel force radio interview with her. Uh, he is working with the Pittsburgh pirates now. So, um, yeah. they give him even more connections to Dave Filoni as a Pittsburgh guy. So, um, yeah, it's, it's kind of like, it kind of, that's the only thing that's kind of head scratching here is like, uh, yeah. if they get Rosario Dawson to do it, uh, don't get me wrong. She's an awesome actress, and I think that yeah, I won't, she would do a great job there at all. Yeah, yep. no, I think she would do an awesome job in that in that in that role. And I think too, like you got to think about some of those other voice actors, like um, the guy who voices Anakin in the cartoon, and the guy that voices uh, all those characters, uh, are the uh, or the 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 clones, right? Mm-hmm. Dee Bradley those Baker guys, and Matt Lanner, and yeah, they 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 um they they're replacing filling the shoes of the original actors that played mm-hmm. in the live action too. So there's Very always true. that, there's always that back and forth between like, okay, this is the live action representation of the character. And here's a, now there is some, there is some also uh, overlap there because you got, um, what's his name? Uh, uh, the guy that plays Mace Windu. Um, Samuel L. Jackson. Samuel L. Jackson who play, who oh. sometimes does the he voices, do sometimes. He, he only okay, did the it. voice for the movie. He only did for the, oh, the okay. Clone Wars. Movie, the basically the three part series that was released as a theatrical movie. That's Samuel L. Jackson. That was yeah, also he, Christopher Lee too, as Count Dooku. But neither of them okay. did it for the series. Wow. Well, that's yeah. He's definitely not in season seven. That's definitely not Sam Sam Jackson doing the voice of uh, of, of Mace Windu in in that season. But uh, but yeah. So there's some overlap. But for the most part, there's always like a separation there. It's like okay, this guy acted as him, but. I don't know when you put the when you put the makeup on and so forth. Like I, I think uh, Ashley Eckstein would would look the part too. Oh, I know don't I disagree mean? with that at all. Uh, and I, mm-hmm. I would, I would have been fine if that was the announcement that Ashley Eckstein is playing Ahsoka Tano in the Mandalorian. And uh, the only reason I'm not disappointed <laughs> that it's Rosario Dawson allegedly is because years ago someone asked if she would like to do that and yeah. she responded in the affirmative and she also knew the star wars hashtags like she used right. uh, save the clone wars and ahsoka lives and stuff so if you're right. already tied into the community and you know the character that gives me mm-hmm. a little bit of hope that she's going to do a great job portraying her. well yeah for so sure. um yeah, yeah and yeah. and 
I, I'm excited to see the character, whether it ends up being Ashley or Rosario or someone else. I think it's great for them to be introducing her into the live action stuff, even if it's only for an episode or two. Uh, I think it'll mm-hmm. be a lot of fun. Um, you know, we talked yeah. about obviously Mandalorian and Baby Yoda will be there. We have Grief Carter coming back. The IG unit's gone, but Cara Dune will be returning. And um, there is a chance, and I want to wrap it up here, but there's a chance that um, since Brian hasn't seen the Clone Wars, this name doesn't mean anything to him. But we may be seeing another Mandalorian this season, Brent, if you know what I'm talking about. Um, Not Sabine Wren from Rebels. I'm talking about a female Mandalorian from the Clone Wars. Okay. Mm, Interesting. Okay. So. Yep. Um, yeah, so that, and the, the, um, and getting back to the, um, voice actors playing their real role, um, as the actual person, this actor is set to come back or is rumored to be coming back as this character in the Mandalorian. Um, she has hinted at it indirectly on Twitter. Um, she is most well known for her role in, I believe, Battlestar Galactica. So... Um, ah, that'll okay. be a well, lot of fun. That's my, in my top three favorite shows of all time. So, so then you probably, probably know will. who I'm talking about. Yeah, is that on it, Brian? Is that, is that on any streaming services like Hulu or anything like that? I think it is. Cause uh, I thought I saw someone was binging it during the quarantine. Really? So I was going to say because... it jumps around, it jumps around, but I know I, I just, I think it might be on Hulu or Amazon. Okay. Um, Cause I gotta, people are always saying, including you who rave about that show more than anybody. The, mm-hmm. the modern Battlestar Galactica, because I've obviously yes. seen a lot of the original '70s Battlestar Galactica. Right, the right. Cheesy is cheesy so is all like get out. No, but <laughs> it's uh, not like that. But you said it's really, really excellent. So um, yeah, uh, one I, of the one of my favorite shows of of all of all in the history of every show that wow. I've ever seen. Yeah, wow, um, that's so crazy. Uh, and uh, now this, I'm going to say the same thing about the Clone War that you have to say about the Clone Wars is make sure that you download a watch order before you do it. Mm. Um, mm. So I asked Joey a couple weeks ago for a Clone Wars watch order, which he sent me, which I will use to start the show because yes, the, please uh, Battlestar do. <laughs> Galactica. Yeah, Battlestar Galactica was was uh, produced during the writers' strike, the very famous mm. like Writers Guild strike. Uh, that was a 10-12 years industry. ago. Or so. Yeah, and mm-hmm. that really, really messed up um, a lot of the, the the air dates and the release dates, mm-hmm. and the seasons were chopped up, and the, oh, no. so it's real. Yeah, so a lot of the modern like streaming platforms will put it back in order that pretty well, but then there were like um, movies, like the, like a, like a, a movie that you got you got to watch in, in between two seasons because the movie came out on DVD only, and like so, just you know, do it right, get the guide, track down what you can, and watch it in that order, and you will be rewarded for doing Sweet. it there, doing uh, it the yeah. right way. Okay, have to do that, and uh, I, I know back to ending here with the Clone Wars again. I know I have to. I, I'm glad that I didn't start watching season seven yet because the. Ahsoka arc that's going on right now, I believe, takes place before the Bad Batch that they started with. So mm-hmm. I can go right from season six ending, um, going right into the Ahsoka arc, and then going back to Bad Batch and finishing with Siege of Mandalore, which has not started yet. I think, Brett, was the one released yesterday the last of the, the Ahsoka arc, or is there one more? Do you know? I don't. I don't know the one. Oh, yeah, it's released yesterday, right? Sorry. Yesterday was Friday. Today's Saturday. Um, I didn't watch it yet, so I don't know. Okay. Yeah, I haven't watched any of them yet, so yeah. um, I'm hoping I to watched, do that there were soon. Two, there were two Ahsoka arcs, two, two 
there's two Ahsoka episodes that have already been released. My guess is there's one more, but okay, I there know. is. Then it, if, they, if the Friday one was the third, then there's one more Ahsoka before they do the four part Siege of Mandalore uh, season and series finale over the next month. So that'll be okay. uh, that'll be interesting. Siege of Mandalore, I think, is the possibility of being one of the best Clone Wars arcs ever, and that's saying a lot. Uh, I'm okay, currently wow. on the Disappeared Part Two in season six, so I just have okay. the uh, I have the Qui Gon episode, and then the um, final ones with Yoda. The the three parts uh, yeah, was originally yeah, yeah. the series finale on uh, the Se- Netflix season six. Missions. Yeah, yeah. So then uh, those which are were all some, really which good. Which were some great episodes, by the way. That yeah. Netflix series. Well, I, know, I don't own those physically, but they're oh, yeah. they're I guess they're great. On the Plus the now, first so. four, I think it's four of the Lost Mission season six. It has all to do with you know that my favorite things are the clones and when they're trying to figure out what happened with the. Uh, the chip and order and the premature order 66, like that, those four right. episodes are amazing and add yeah. so much to the story of the prequels and especially attack of the clones into Re- revenge of the Sith. So it was right. fun to rewatch those Great. again. And uh, well, some amazing, I, I do characters. love the, do love prequels. And I always like when they're able to add like nuance to the, oh, to the prequels. So, you have yeah. no idea uh, what you're in for. When you watch the Clone Wars series, just just wait. Well, yeah. um, All right. If I'll you watch so. a few there's episodes, there's some cheese factor to it. There's some cheese factor. Oh yeah. To it, but if you yeah. look, look past that, just, like you know, the, you yeah. Know, bite your tongue, roll your eyes, and just get through season one and parts of season two. Um, uh-huh. Season can two. Can I just start and, in the middle of season two? Can no, I, you want to watch them all. You want to watch them all for sure. <laughs> yeah. um, and well, and remember, the first like two seasons jump around in the timeline too. So you're not going to uh, watch just season one. Like you're going to watch some from two, some from three. You might even start oh, with one from season three. Yeah. So if you yeah. go in that order, the chronological order I sent you, you'll you'll see. One, it two, and three kind of interspersed until like maybe got early it, middle season three. Then, for the most part, they were released in proper order. You'll jump here and there, but um, it's sure, pretty sure, straightforward sure, sure. once you get. But to if I do the watch three. order, maybe it it dilutes the cheese a little bit because you're not watching yeah, well, all I mean, the way through it, the bad ones. If you got through the movie and you're okay with the cheese that was in that, you'll be fine with the series as itself. And once it gets going in middle of season two, I mean, it's it's incredible. Like it's, it's, there's a reason it won so many Emmys and became, you know, a favorite and people were so mad when it was canceled and not finished. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, and, and yeah. you, if, you know, if you like the prequels like us, you're going to love the show because it adds so much to what mm-hmm. was happening in just those two, three years in between, um, attack of the clones and revenge of the Sith and the stuff that they yeah. do with Anakin and Padme and fleshing out Jar Jar's character. Some of the Jedi's get, you know, a spotlight that you would never think like there's an entire arc with Evan Peel. Like yeah. it's just, you meet, you meet, um, Tarkin, a young Tarkin. Uh, nice. it's yep. just like, there's so you many meet, characters. Uh, uh, Chewbacca. Yeah. You see Chewbacca. Series? Um, yeah. basically the only wow. person I don't think you see in the series is, uh, you don't see a young Han Solo, which I believe they were right. going to do and just didn't have the time. So, right. Um, mm-hmm. Well, it was always George Lucas's plan to include some, in some way, a young Han Solo in the prequel movies, but it never, never worked. Had a, there was never a way to, to kind of, to, to, to fit him in, which I'm glad mm-hmm. he didn't. In a kind of in a way. So, yeah. but, all right, gentlemen, I should get going here. Yeah, too, yeah, right? we're gonna uh, wrap it up here. It's been over an hour now, but I appreciate you guys joining me, talking a little, uh, you know, geek and pop culture, especially stuff that means so much to us. A lot of nostalgia this afternoon, talking about the Ghostbusters, real Ghostbusters toy line, and and the impending third movie, and then uh, 
little Star Wars, Mandalorian, and Clone Wars action, all of which was happening recently or currently and is, uh, well, is really the future of Star Wars right now because we don't have any information on a new movie coming out. And, uh, and go we, watch your documentary, though. Go watch your Star Wars uh, Skywalker uh, series documentary. It's amazing. Oh, watch I thought you were now. talking about going to watch Tiger King. No, don't. don't uh, I haven't seen that either. I, don't <laughs> it, but I go, watched go it. Go watch the Star Wars. Uh, yeah, go. I've heard it's great. Go watch the Star <laughs> well, it, Wars uh, documentary from the from the Blu-ray. It's absolutely fantastic. I think I sent it to you guys, too. Um, yeah. It's really, 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 really good. So It's great it. in the way that watching a train wreck at times is that fascinating, that that is happening. But those people are so insane that oh, it'll leave you – Oh, you're talking about Tiger King. Yeah, Tiger not, King. The, not okay, the Star yeah. Wars documentary. I'm talking yeah. about Tiger King. I'm talking about Joe Exotic and Carol Baskins. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard. I've, I've watched a little bit about what it is about. It is um, absurd. Like – I it heard, is yeah. absolutely crazy. You have no idea. <laughs> like it's ridiculous. Kelly and I watched it in about a week. It's seven about forty minute episodes, and the the crazy yeah. thing is that it's all true. Like they have video right. of everything. It, it's it's ridiculous. But wow. so if you feel like losing about six hours of your life to yeah, something I like really that, want to watch it. I still have Netflix. So I, I have to try to like maybe oh, yeah. see if I can get a free month of Netflix. <laughs> well, I got to watch Clone Wars now, so I won't be watching. <laughs> Definitely do that first. Definitely do that first. Yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Priorities all right here. guys we're, we're, we have quarantine so <laughs> that's right yeah. yeah all right guys thanks for joining me and we'll have to do this again real soon it was a lot of fun yeah absolutely um, sure so yeah. hopefully yeah, uh, this is a great sports show i really like that's it right yeah it's great <laughs> I, it's, I enjoyed oh. it a lot so uh yeah i appreciate you taking tom brady <laughs> tom brady <laughs> <laughs> oh yes so all right guys have a good evening and i'll talk to you later all, all right, right peace. thank you very much all right, so it's time for me to get out of here. Hope you enjoyed the show, all you crazy cats and cool kittens or whatever Carol Basson says. This is Joe May signing off for Episode 8 of Tangents with Friends. Uh, hopefully we'll see you all again really soon. Thanks for listening to Tangents with Friends. You can find more episodes at jmnjrradio.com. And if you do want to hear about sports, tune into the Joe Mays and J-Raff show live every Sunday. <laughs>